and welcome to the Monocle Weekly. I'm Laura Kramer, and for this show, I'm speaking to a man who is trying to give backgammon a makeover. Andrew Selby is on the board of the United Kingdom Backgammon Federation, which seven years ago created a regulatory body in the UK to give backgammon credibility. They hold online events and in-person ones as well, like this weekend's RAC London Open. So how do you change the perception of a game that's thousands of years old? Is the image of backgammon something that can be updated? And how can you get more young people interested in a board game? Here's Andrew with more on that and what people can expect from the big open this weekend. Live Arena, you'll see 84 tables within the Mountbatten room of the RAC with people with headphones on or head down just playing their game and lots of rattling of dice and shaking, which will resonate through the room. I also have a live stream for the event, which is being run by Backgammon's premier commentator, gentleman called Nick Blazier, who's based in America. He will commentate. He will have an analysis running in parallel. So for the layman in the game, rather than just seeing a game and hearing commentary that might not resonate, we also have on there what's called XG, which is a secondary board which shows you the correct moves. The production online will take the game, I hope, to a new level of interest for people watching because that hasn't happened before. Oh, it's Uh, the first year you're doing it that way. I try to pride myself and with David, who runs Backgammon London with me on, raising the bar to bring the game in parallel, dare I say, to chess. Um, Chess sense sets the benchmark. So what we're now doing is bringing a level of intelligence to the production that will allow anyone from any level from beginner to master level to enjoy watching the game i think the biggest problem with backgammon will be that the main events are 13 point matches the matches could last up to two hours and how much interest are people honestly going to have to watch a game for two hours the purists absolutely the younger generation it's probably one hour 59 minutes too long But I'm kind of hoping the mind sport element, the arithmetic side of it, the intelligence of commentary that allows you to understand the analysis of why it was a good or bad move will generate intelligent interest. Because for us, backgammon is being promoted much more now as a mind sport than historically how it was perceived, which is a gambling sport. Is that a recent change that's happened? Are you driving that? Tell me about the mind sport aspect. Is that new? Yeah, it's new since the advent of AI into the game. Backgammon in its halcyon days was Hugh Hefner, Playboys, Monte Carlo, the World Championship in its early days of the 50s, 60s, 70s was in Monte Carlo or Barbados and yeah clearly was defined as an elite game slowly but surely mainly through America actually people reinvented the game as it became more computerized there were early computers that allow people to understand that fundamentally what people thought were correct moves weren't and in the early days only the truly really good players who applied themselves almost for a full-time level could start analyzing understanding the game and they had a huge advantage computers have now allowed everyone to understand the game and i always joke now if you gave me anyone who is good at maths 
who understand strategic games, we could make them really good at backgammon within a sensibly short time period. The computerized world changed massively about between five and seven years ago with what's called XG, Extreme Gammon. And that has taken backgammon to a new level because it plays near perfect backgammon, which no one thought was possible. And it's just brought everyone to not just an intelligent level, but if you're learning the game today, you're learning from a perfect backgammon understanding of the game. Whereas my generation and the older generation learned from an imperfect start, starting point. So what you're now seeing is, yes, XG and the modern world of computers allowing it to become a mind game because the computer is creating mathematical formulae to the game, not necessarily solely based on the luck factor or the risk-reward elements, which were the underlying elements of backgammon that give it the variation from chess. Chess, 100% skill wins. The difference between a top chess player and an intermediate chess player is exponentially high. Backgammon, the luck factor variation is what brings the game to the masses because if you're at a good level, you can compete with someone at a really good level purely by virtue of those items, those elements, which will bring a balance. Yeah, it might only be one in 10 games, but in that one in 10 games, you may beat the best player in the world purely because you were a bit luckier. Well, yeah, it is luck and strategy, isn't it? And I think actually that's probably one of the reasons that I think it's more attractive than chess because you do feel like you can enter it more easily, can't you? Well, I'm the perfect example. I hadn't played backgammon until eight, nine years ago. Um, found a club in North London that said, you know, we have backgammon evenings. Used to go along and pay £10, £20 to play with people that did understand the game that were far better. And in the first year, they were the best free lessons I ever had. And here we are four, five, six years ago, and I can sit down with the great and the good in the game and compete. You couldn't do that in chess. Yeah, Pure, no. Full stop. And the fact that I'm testament to that and where I sit within the UK backgammon community, and I hope the world backgammon community... I'm a shining example of I'm not an academic, I'm not an erudite, I haven't studied the game, I haven't had lessons. I'm a good example that anyone could potentially get to a sensible level where they could play at a level they would never normally be able to play in, in almost any other game. Forget sport, where obviously you definitely couldn't play with the best players in the world without being as good as they are. Backgammon is does offer that. That's the excitement for everyone. And the UK BGF and now the World Backgammon Federation, we have a proper computerised ranking system, which also enthuses people to try and achieve levels by going up the rankings, going up the ratings. And everything now is geared to improvement, to education, to intelligence. And for sure, backgammon is now a mind sport. How exciting. I love it. Because how old is backgammon? It's like so thousands. it started five, I'm told, and... Someone will shoot me down in flames, no doubt, about 5,000 years ago in the nether regions of Iran. And there are records from early biblical times, it seems, of people playing a form of what is now backgammon. But for sure, it seems to have started in Iran for as long as time records and is arguably the oldest board game recorded, I believe. Board, board games are hugely valuable. They're valuable to family you know, communities where... You know, in today's world, we're less associated with our children because of telephones and computers and Netflix and and board games are still, they're massively undervalued. 
And they're not undervalued just because they are intelligent and it would get the children thinking. It's because also the, the interaction, dare I say as a parent, of families through board games is huge. <laughs> it is exciting, like for me anyway, because I told you I love backgammon. So yeah, it's I'm very fun thrilled. for me. <laughs> and, and I know it sounds, without sounding senses, we're desperate for more women. Oh, really? Des- we've always, it's always been perceived as a man's game. Historically, it's never been played in arenas that were probably comfortable for women. Pubs in not great locations, back of house locations, slowly but surely. And specifically where I host in London, we've been able to get very nice venues, be it the Melia White House Hotel, the Ambassador Hotel, the RAC, places that a a woman would feel comfortable in. Um, And that's important. But more importantly, we're desperate to enthuse the younger generations. I think we worked it out now. We're up to about 20% of the entrance to most of our events now are women, um, which from where we started is good, but pro rata is not good enough. Um, So no, I mean, you're a good example of people we would love to welcome in. And what I will say about backgammon beyond most other games is the best players are desperate to share their knowledge. It isn't a private club where they don't want to help people aspire to be something because it then competes with themselves. It's the complete opposite. Absolutely the best players in the world are the most promotional of their knowledge and their intelligence, be it in literature, be it in blogs, be it in videos, be it in private lessons, be it in just public speaking at events just to give people understanding it. It's a very, very welcoming arena backgammon where people can't share their knowledge enough. That was Andrew Selby, a board member of the United Kingdom Backgammon Federation. And I am Laura Kramer. Thank you for listening and go play some backgammon.